Hello there. Welcome to episode six of Canto Byte Dispatch. I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a little bit sick, but not bad. Oh, I'm sorry. We have a bunch of little topics to explain today. Just a whole fun little cluster of many little things that have happened this week in Star Wars. From the Rebels trailer to Emily reviewing the Clone Wars. (laughs) We're going to have a fun little week this week. All right. So we're going to start off with the Rebels trailer. Emily, I know you don't watch the Rebels or the show. Did you watch the trailer? <laughs> I did watch the trailer, um, partially just because I like to sort of know what people are talking about, and everybody was talking about it on Twitter, and partially because I saw that Krennic was mentioned in it, and I'm like, okay, I gotta watch it now. <laughs> oh my god. For those who haven't watched the trailer... I believe it's either in the very beginning or the middle. Tarkin starts talking about how director Krennic is working on a project titled Stardust. So there might be a chance that we might see our friend director Krennic in Rebels, which excites me because I love me some Mendo. (laughs) It makes me think that we will see him because like... If I just heard that line randomly in the show, I might think, oh, they're just, you know, they're just making, like, a a nod to that. They're just referencing it. But when you put it in in a trailer, it seems more likely that they're actually going to to do something with it. Do you think that Ben Mendelsohn is going to reprise his role or do you think they're going to try to bring in some like voice actor or Steven Stanton is just going to try to do a Mendo impersonation my guess would be that they're going to get somebody to do it um I I feel like Ben Mendelsohn's calendar is pretty full I don't know because I don't know it's sort of hard to judge like some of these actors you know it's something they would they'd be really excited to do just because you know either they have the time or just sort of how interested they are in Star Wars. I, I don't know. I feel like he's probably too busy. What's he doing? Is he doing a movie right now? I don't keep up uh, with Ben Mendelsohn as much as I probably should, so. Um, well, right. I, I don't know if he's shooting anything at the moment, but he's doing a lot of press for uh, Darkest Hour, which is the, the Churchill movie with Gary Oldman that's coming out that's getting a ton of really good press everything else i see on his um on his imdb is um in post-production but even that i mean that's like five things that are coming out in the next year and a half so i mean we'll see but really as much as i love ben mendelson i really love krennic and so if it's somebody who can do a good krennic voice then I'm okay with whoever does it. As long as it actually sounds like him and isn't just some, like, terrible Australian accent. So as long as it's not Jason Ward, I should be okay. <laughs> the next time I see Stanto, if he's at one of um, Steel Saunders' um, live shows, I think I'm going to ask him, so uh, 
can you do a good director Krennic? <laughs> just to see. I really want to know if he can do it. I mean, he can do fucking anything. I know. But I haven't heard him do Krennic, and I really want to. Even even if he's not doing it on the show, I just want to know if he can do it. I'm excited to see if he could. Well, I know he probably, yeah, his Obi-Wan is by far, like, his old Obi-Wan. Oh, I love his Obi-Wan. Like, it's like one so of the three good. episodes of Rebels that I've seen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> What other episodes of Rebels have you seen? I saw that one, and I saw, I think I saw the first two. Back when I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch this show. And then I watched the first two and I went, no. I, like, forced myself to get through it. <laughs> okay. But but you watched the show, so what did what did you think of the trailer? Oh, I thought the trailer was great, other than all the Ezra parts. I really don't like Ezra. <laughs> no, like, I swear, like, I'm dead serious. Like, I don't like Ezra as a character. I feel like Dave Filoni definitely suffered while writing this character and he tries to relate it to children but i do not know any children like ezra bridger i don't know just ezra just the name i don't know i'm hoping that he comes to like a realization that they either need to die or <laughs> that sounds awful but i don't know it's a it's a fun ride but it also in the trailer we, there's a couple moments with Hera and Kanan. Kanan's a uh, Jedi. And Hera, she is a Twi'lek. And they've always had, like, a little relationship thing. But they've never really, like, done anything about it. Like, on screen. Like, they call each other love all the time. And they finally have a little moment. Like, w- mm. what about us? Like, a very, like, high school musical moment. Without the musical part. But oh, okay. that should be exciting to finally see because their relationship has definitely gotten stronger in the past season after Kanan was blinded by Darth Maul or just Maul. But I don't know. I'm hoping this will be an okay season, but I said that about last season and last season was really bad. But I thought the addition of Blue Guy forgetting his name again Thrawn the addition of Thrawn wow that just shows how <laughs> much like I care about Thrawn I just don't <laughs> but anyways what were you gonna say I was gonna say this is this is the last season right yes this is the last season now do you think they're going to kill Caden and Ezra or do you think they're just gonna like go off into hiding somewhere and that's why we never hear from them again in canon they have to die somehow I'm hoping it's either by the hands of Vader or even though it's a children's show and I doubt that's gonna happen or they're gonna be like Ahsoka and whatever Ahsoka does because she dies but technically we don't know how yet and apparently she comes back as a Lothal wolf or something but we're still gonna find that out it's taken, of course, two years for us to find out this, like, small detail about a character that could have been easily revealed, but Dave Filoni likes to sit back and watch people try to think of a uh, conclusion, but suffer. Go, Dave. But, I don't know. I'm hoping that this show will end on a positive note, because the last three seasons, it's been very, like, flipper-flopper. If I really actually enjoyed this series so i'm hoping well 
I know it's a kid show, but you know Star Wars, like even George Lucas, that celebration, he says, this is for kids. So, but I don't know. There's such a big difference between Rebels and Clone Wars. Like Clone Wars is just really loved by everyone compared to Rebels, but I think I've accepted that there will never probably be another Clone Wars again for now, but I don't know. Since uh, we are kind of on the topic of Clone Wars, well, we're kind of drifting from Rebels to Clone Wars. I hear you've been watching a couple more episodes? Yeah, I watched them today. So I watched the second half of the one where R2 is missing. Um, And it turns out the little R3 unit that Anakin was being a total dick to is actually like a spy for General Grievous. I, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Um, there were some cool fight scenes in that one. I don't like Grievous. I find him annoying, but I like that he fights with more than one lightsaber. I mentioned that before in a couple of the episodes that Ventress was in. I like the two lightsaber fighting style. So that was kind of cool. And also, I just I like Anakin caring about R2. So that was a nice little thing that he's like going to go save his buddy. Um... The next episode was, it's one where Padme is going to, um, uh, the, the Rodian planet to, like, <laughs> get them to join in on their side, but then it turns out that the Separatists have already, like, come in and promised to, to give them food and a bunch of stuff because this planet's not in good shape, and so... Even though, like, the leader of this planet knows Padme, and she calls him uncle and all this stuff, they basically take Padme prisoner, and then, oh my god, it's all this 3PO Jar Jar stuff, and I, like, if you would pick the two characters in Star Wars, that would annoy me the most. (laughs) It would be, it's, it's so much, like, slapstick, like so much like the entire episode is Jar Jar accidentally doing things and I have no patience for it like I don't know it felt it felt more like a little kid's episode than anything in the show has so far because it's so much Jar Jar like falling into levers and like 3PO being picked up by giant magnets and lots and lots and lots of that. And then, like, Jar Jar pretending to be a Jedi. And then in the end, like, she gets out and everything's fine. Um, I do like the fact that she largely... She largely saves herself. Um, I mean, she would have to because it's 3PO and Jar Jar who are with her. But I do, I do like that Padme is very competent. But I just... I have... I, I don't know. Like, there's parts of the show that I really like, but... Man, the humor just really like grates on me because it's it's so goofy between the between like the incompetent Roger Roger droids and 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 3PO and Jar Jar. It's just it was too much. So I was going to I actually was planning on watching like three or four episodes today, but I got to the end of that one. I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't watch any more today. I'm annoyed. Um, it does end with them um, having oh the the viceroy Newt Gunray or whatever his name is. They've now taken him prisoner, 
And so something happens with that in the next episode, but we'll see. Hell yeah, they got him. Finally, after 12 years. No, but I I think your reaction to the episode is hilarious because that's actually one of my favorite episodes from uh, season one. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. I think it's hilarious. No, I just like, I like how they created Jar Jar. I like his look. I feel like his eyes, he's, it's just funny. It just looking at him makes me laugh. And I don't know if they like because the guy who Ahmed Best, I believe, is the person that does the voice of Jar Jar. I almost feel like it's like auto tuned in a way. Like it almost sounds it sounds a little more different from the Phantom Menace, obviously, probably because he's aged about 10 years and his voice is probably getting different. But I don't know. There's just something about the Jar Jar in this. in, In this little Clone Wars series that just makes me laugh. Especially like all the like little gags, like he accidentally destroys the Nebu cruiser, I believe, and then three PO is just like, oh god, no, <laughs> oh god. But sorry if you hear a bunch of chewing noises. My brother just came in and brought me some chocolate chip cookies. So. <laughs> Props to him. But oh, I'm glad that you kind of enjoyed those episodes. Did you expect that? Anakin's intuitions are right about that droid or did you think that he was just overreacting at first I oh I still think he was just being a dick because it wasn't R2 and he like resented it I mean I do think it's a nice little twist I mean it's maybe a little bit ridiculous to think oh the one that they just happened to bring on this mission with them is the one that is a spy but it's okay, because, I mean, it's a cartoon, and I can just sort of be like, that's fine. <laughs> so, today is September 4th, and just a couple days ago was Force Friday 2. Oh my god, I bought so much shit. <laughs> I bought nothing. So, Emily, share what you bought. <laughs> okay, now, I have to say, I have very little, because I mostly did my shopping online, because um, it's just, it's too inconvenient to get anywhere that was doing Forest Friday stuff when I have work the next day. Like, I would have been getting back at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, no, Amazon exists. I can do that. But I got the little... The little Porg is the one that is, like, the animatronic one that makes sounds and does, and apparently walks, which I didn't realize. I just thought it, like, flapped its wings and made sound, but apparently it moves... And if you follow Steel Saunders on Twitter or Instagram, he has a great one of his cat, Jerry, being highly (laughs) unimpressed by the Porg. So I got that, and I got a couple of pops. Let's see, what did I... I Actually, I don't even remember what I got anymore. (laughs) Um, No, it's really bad. Oh, well, one of the pops I got is actually the the Force Awakens Hawks pop, because it was only five dollars as an add-on and i'm like okay i could buy that oh yeah and so yeah i'm and i i like hawks because i like the bad guys and so then i got i got a bunch of other pops i got the last jelly luke skywalker when he has it where he has his cane i got chewbacca with the little porg and i got the just the porg pop I ended up going to 
there's a GameStop slash Think Geek store a couple blocks from where I work. I went there specifically to get uh, DJ, which is Benicio Del Toro's character, who, which was a GameStop exclusive. But then when I was there, I'm like, well, I'm here. And so I also <laughs> got, I got Poe. I somehow didn't have a Poe Dameron pot before. And I got Rose because it's adorable. And I got Finn in the First Order disguise. Which I was happy to realize actually existed, and I didn't dream like I thought maybe I had last episode. <laughs> so I got that, and then I got a bunch of itty bitties because they released a crap ton of them. These, I don't even know what I'm getting because some of them are already out and shipping, some of them release later in the month, some of them don't come out until like Christmas time. But. They released a ton of them. They did a Finn, which I was really happy about. They have Maz Kanata, which is like, itty bitty Maz Kanata is adorable. I got Finn. Right, no, I said right. I got Kylo. Um, They did Kylo before, but it was a masked one. And now they have an unmasked one with the scar in his face. They have Rey in her new costume. BB-9E. There's a Snoke with Praetorian Guard set, and maybe my favorite one, they did a General Leia. Aww. And she's, like, got, the, like, the cool long coat that she has in the movie, and her hair is up with a bun, and I love it so much. But even looking at it makes me sad. Oh, God, yeah. Um, One cool thing that came out of it is the DJ Pop is wearing a hat that has some... Um, what do you... Was it Arabish? Is that the language... Yeah, Arabish. And it and it says don't join if you translate it. This would maybe go into thinking that DJ is his like slicer handle. Maybe don't join is we know he's gonna be this sort of like grey character, so maybe don't join is his motto in terms of he's not part of the resistance or part of the first order. Wow. That's the first time I've heard about the don't join. And it almost makes me want to know DJ a little more. No, why? <laughs> don't join. He's part of some secret club that now I want to be part of. But. <laughs> no, but wow. I mean, it is a nice little hat. <laughs> it reminds me of like a, ball- a bellboy hat, kind of. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Did you did you see the the giant porgs that Target was giving away? <sighs> so All right. Thursday August 31st. I was driving home from school. I had my class and at 9 p.m., which is 45 minutes early, so I was happy. You know, it was a good class. We watched a silent film because I'm taking an international film class for my GE requirements. And a thought occurred to me that maybe I should go to Target because I could just wait two hours. But no, I wanted to get home so I can watch Project Runway with my dad because he had stayed up and waited for me. So I was like, you know, yeah, like we like to watch TV shows together. Adorable. I love my dad, but 
you know, quick thought was like, hey, you should probably go to Target. You should probably go to Target. I get home and I see some of my friends have one a 48 inch giant pork and that was the moment I fell in love with the porgs yay when I saw a giant four foot porg they're fucking huge I want one I am continuously searching my eBay feed for a reasonably priced porg and I there's one like not even 10 miles away from me and I'm so angry about it because I could have won that pork I could have gone to Target right after I got off of work I mean sorry got off of school but ugh. yeah it's like we know a couple people won one like King Tom won one which actually makes me really happy because if anybody deserves a giant pork oh yeah definitely I felt I felt really bad for um Eric Strathers because his friend who he was with at the store won one. Oh man, poor Eric. And that ticket was so close to being Eric's. God. But like I want one, but then I'm like, that would like I there's no place I could put it. Oh yeah. Like it would have to be it would have to become my bed. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Like I know I wanted one, but I had no idea where I would put this. My parents would be pissed if I came home with a giant child-sized stuffed animal. Because again, I used to collect stuffed animals as a kid. So seeing something rare like this just sparked my interest. And I'm like, I want this. I want you now. I want. I want to put you in my car, put a seatbelt on you, and act like you're a child <laughs> driving home and see people's reaction. But when I was little, I won a giant Easter bunny. <laughs> from a local drugstore. It was like five feet tall and I think pink. I don't really remember it much now because we, you know, eventually got rid of it because what do you, I mean, what are you going to do with it? Like it just sort of sat there. But at the time, I was very excited to have it. God. I used to be really good at those like crane machines. So I would put you know the quarters in the machine and i strategically place the claw and get stuffed animals all the time it was always a good day when i'd get like an extra bonus animal oh one that was was like stuck to the one that you were getting yeah that would happen sometimes but i feel like as i got older i started sucking more at that game i remember i won like a giant seahorse at my local place and i was so excited I was, like, running around telling everyone, I won this giant seahorse! And everyone's like, Brittany, we don't care. But I was like, I care! <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Brittany's stories are the best. I was a crazy child. I High energy. I have red hair, you know, so redheads, as children, are very high-maintenance and crazy. And I was that. Good times. Good times. But, yeah, Force Friday. Did you see the little uh, Spiros of BB-8 R2? I already have a B- or, sorry, uh, R2 and BB-9E. Wow, I got it all right. But I already have a BB-8. <laughs> I call it BB-8, so the fact that I can actually name, like, the actual name of the droid impresses myself. So, good job, Brittany. High five to self for knowing droid names. Yeah, you know, like, I, I have the little BB-8. Which is why I didn't buy the BB-9E. Because 
I mean, I think it's adorable, and I want it, but... I mean, I played for my BB-8. I played with it for, like, a week after I got it. <laughs> and now it just sits... And it's been sitting on my desk for, you know, like, two years now. And I don't I don't really do anything with it. And I'm like, uh, Like, I love it. And I'm not sad that I bought it. But spending another $130, I can't really justify... The the R2 is a little more tempting because it's different. Like, it's not just the same thing with a, like, different paint job. It's, like, significantly a different figure, and I love R2. And it's really cool looking, and it does some neat stuff. But I think that's something I'll I'll keep an eye on. And, like, a year from now, when they're on sale on, like, Black Friday or something... Then I'll probably pick one up. I remember Christmas Eve of 2015. My sister, she had just got her jaw wired shut a couple of weeks ago because she had to get like jaw surgery. And so she was still healing. So she comes into my room and she's like, hey, I need to go to the airport. And I'm like, why? <laughs> she says, oh, I'm getting Rusty a birthday or a Christmas present. You know, those little BB-8 things? I'm getting him one. So... We drove about 30 minutes out to the airport to get one of these. Apparently, it was, like, shipped to the airport. So, it was a pretty big deal. But, yeah, my brother only played with it for, like, two weeks, too. Every now and then, he takes it out to freak out the cat. (laughs) Yeah, it's cute, but I don't think I'm going to find myself getting one of those. Even though the R2-D2 is beautifully detailed, I was seeing videos of people playing with them, and I'm very impressed. Yeah, I, I was sort of tempted by the R2 because, like, I've been looking at the Hot Toys R2-D2s occasionally. And because that Sierra one looks so good, I'm like, well, maybe I could just get this one. But, I don't know, I'm still I'm still just putting it off. I'm waiting to get some more t-shirts. I love the Star Wars t-shirts. I always get them from either, like, Disneyland or Target. I was shopping the men's department for like Star Wars t-shirts because the women's never have the women's do like they have some but I I love my baggy t-shirts you know put on a pair of leggings and go you know that's me that's how I go to school you know I always wear Star Wars shirts I think every day that I went to school last semester I wore a Star Wars shirt that's great I know I have people would ask me they're like, do you have any other clothes? Like, I do, but Star Wars shirts are comfortable. <laughs> I I would I looked at getting some of that. I realized I have f- like four of them that I just ordered from Steel. I'm like, okay, I can't I can't buy any more. Oh God, which ones from Steel did you? Um, I got. Well, he was doing he was doing a thing where he was if you bought three, he'd throw in one for free and so I can't I can't even remember which ones I bought oh I bought he did one which is like the the Mattel logo but it says I am Ray's parents <laughs> which I think is hilarious he has one that's like similar to the Coca it's like the Coca-Cola font but it's blue milk I got that and I got oh the it's the play on the on that Beatles shirt of the of the John and Paul and, and George and Ringo where it's just it's the text and the ampersand that there's a millions of these shirts that exist now but he did one that's just porg and porg and porg and porg and so I got that too 
Um, go to SteelWars.com. He has a bunch of stuff. They're all brilliant. Oh, Steel. I have, I have precious. I have too many podcast shirts, and so I need to need to stop ordering them for a while. I need to get more. I need to get another Steel shirt. I think his next show is in October, so. I'm going to get, I need to get a Your Stokes Theory Sucks t-shirt. I feel like out of all t-shirts, that one's like the most like steel worthy or steel shirt or yub dub. I think I have a special place in my heart for yub dub. Yeah. I'm waiting for a shirt that he produces just to make me like fall in my chair laughing. So (laughs) not that his shirts are very impressive, but I love it. Alrighty. So... We have a new person in the Han Solo film. Yes. And that person is Paul Bettany. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Don't kill me, Paul. (laughs) Of course, he does listen. I'm sure he'll be very offended. Yeah, Paul, we're we're very good friends. We saw each other at D23. (laughs) No, kidding. But no, I did see him. All right, so he's from the Avengers. I believe he plays... I, bl- I forget what character he plays. I'm sorry, Marvel. Uh, let's see... He's Vision. 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 And then isn't he Jarvis? Yes. Yes, he is. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And it was kind of revealed that he was going to be in this movie because Ron Howard posted a selfie with him and then explained it that, hey, he's going to be in my movie. Now, this is interesting to me because I think this signifies that these reshoots are really extensive. Oh, yeah, because they're adding on people. I mean, if you're... If you're adding on people, not I mean, look, Paul Bettany's not like Tom Cruise or something like that, but he he's a name. He's not somebody you just throw into like some thankless bit part. So even though I mean it is it is Star Wars, so I guess I guess you do see people just doing cameos and stuff like Daniel Craig being a a stormtrooper. But I did I did think that was interesting that at this point in the movie we're still getting actor reveals. I know, like think about it. Han Solo's character is probably totally being revamped and remodeled. So I definitely think that Ron Howard's, you know, taking advantage of that and adding new characters. Obviously, the loss of Michael K. Williams. Maybe he just wanted to add someone else. You know, maybe it's a cameo, maybe not. But I don't know. He's a good actor, I think. So I'm excited to see what he'll be doing. I'm excited for possibly a trailer near the time that we see The Last Jedi because I'm really excited for this movie. I have high hopes because Ron Howard, I trust him. I'm, I don't know. I just, I can't get excited about it. That will probably change once Last Jedi's done and my focus moves or at least like once we see a trailer. But for right now, I sort of am just like, okay, yeah, that's a movie that exists. I'll go see it. But it's just, it's hard to get excited when it's had so many problems and is a movie I didn't particularly want in the first place. I was kind of like that with Rogue One. Like, Rogue One was really the movie that I thought I would enjoy. And then I started seeing more trailers. And when I saw it in theaters, I thought it was 
amazing. Obviously, you know, my views have changed, but there were just some parts of that movie that were just spectacular. And of course, the very end when Vader comes out and kills everyone, that's probably one of my favorite Star Wars moments of all time. Well, one of them. Not my top, but that's just one of them because I'll never forget how I reacted to that and how I, I walking out of that theater, I was still shaking. Like, oh my God, like Vader came out and I haven't seen Vader since 2005. And I was, you know, so much has changed since then. And it's refreshing to see like a little old friend or Vader again. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, again, I think once I I see some footage, once that first Star Wars trailer drops, then I could be excited. Especially, I think, once I see footage of Lando, because I think Donald Glover's going to knock it out of the park in that role. But it's sort of, I don't know, I still don't know, we still don't know what the tone of this movie is. I mean, we know that they brought in Ron because it was too zany and too much of a comedy with Lord Miller. But we we don't really know how far away from that they're going. Yeah, you have a good point. I kind of don't know what this movie is going to be either, but I think that makes me more excited. Like, if I knew, like, the exact plot of this movie, I would probably, well, right now, I would probably just be like, all right, just give it to me now. I'm done waiting. That's kind of how I feel about The Last Jedi right now. Like, I'm just like, all right... I'm done waiting. I know a lot already. Just give me this movie. <laughs> but I think it's just me. Give me a trailer. Give me a trailer. I want a trailer. Well, I know we're getting one in a month. So it's just really funny that all these clueless people are. I'm so awful, but it's just so funny being hearing podcasts or hearing people say, so when are we getting the next trailer? When's it going to happen? Do you think it's going to happen this time do you think it's gonna happen this time no it's gonna happen the same exact time it happened last time it's gonna happen during a monday night football game like i know star wars advertising and everything like that's the smartest thing for them to do like taylor swift released a song during uh college football which was genius because a lot of people watch college football and you know but i don't know i feel like that's uh that was a smart move for uh, star wars and disney to release that trailer during monday night football and i don't see why they wouldn't do that again, so I'm about 98% sure that we're getting a trailer during then. Well, hopefully it'll be better than that Taylor Swift song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. This isn't a this this isn't a Taylor Swift podcast, but I yeah, I have many thoughts on her right now. But, but holy shit, that was a bad song. You know, I get it. Like I've. Taylor Swift and I have been on a journey since uh, middle school. You know, I've been listening to her since Fearless. And, you know, I've, you know, each album is like significant to me in my life. Like she has her Fearless album and then she has Speak Now and then Red. But I'm losing everyone. I apologize. But I don't know. Everyone has like that artist that, you know, they they kind of really enjoyed growing up. Unfortunately, mine was a girl that sings about boys all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I don't have anything against her music particularly. Um, I think she has some really catchy songs. I just, I think that new one happened to be hilariously bad. I've been watching a lot of old interviews of hers. I can't sleep at night ever. So I'm like, all right, let's me look up old things that refresh my brain of Taylor Swift memories. And of course, a lot of her interviews 
you know, when she was in high school and she was starting to become big and I miss her country. I'm, I miss her country music. That's when it was at its best. Or I know that, you know, her turn to pop was, it was great and all, but I don't know. And I understand, you know, she's in her twenties. She's changing too. And we have digressed into <laughs> Taylor Swift. I, I love her. I, 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 I want her to be okay. But anyways, Speaking of writing, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I'm learning from you. My segues are getting better. Uh, speaking of writing, um, Inferno Squad was written, and you just finished it. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> okay, that's an amazing segue. Congratulations on that. I mean, thank you, wow. thank you. But, no, I did. I finished it. I finished it a couple of days ago because it only took me, like, maybe two days to read it because I was sort of just flying through it because it's really sort of intense and a good read. But, man, did I love this book. Um, I was a little bit worried when I got about halfway through that I was going to hate the ending or something, but I didn't. Um, Let's go. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. I won't get into details, but I just want to kind of discuss the tone. So... If you haven't read it and you're planning on reading it, skip ahead a couple of minutes. I mean, we won't talk about it too long, but one of the things I really loved about this book is it really sticks with the Imperial view. It doesn't compromise that, even though there's a couple of times where these Imperial characters who are spying on this group that that is trying to revive... Uh, Saul Guerrero's partisans, so there's sort of like a little cell that it's popped up after after he dies. So even though the Imperials who are embedded with them sort of feel sympathy for some of the people who they're spying on and occasionally not regret what they're doing, but they feel they feel bad, you know that they and they do realize that these are are people. It's never a oh now I've seen the light and I'm suddenly going to give up these viewpoints that I've had since I was a kid and decide to join the rebellion or anything like that. Which is nice because I feel like that's something it's too easy and too cheesy to do. But instead they really stick with the fact that the Imperial characters really believe in their cause and think that they're right. And they don't even necessarily like the methods that they have to use. But they still believe in their cause and they believe that, you know, this is a terrorist cell that they're taking down. So even though they might have these moments of liking some of these people as individuals and in their head, these are still people who are killing their coworkers and their friends and their family. And so I like that the book doesn't shy away from that. I do think they do pull their punches a little bit and that they're very careful to make this a cell of partisans and of Saul Guerrero's ilk and not the rebellion. Because I think they still like aren't willing to show the rebellion in any sort of negative light. But I give them props for what they did here. Like some of these, like some of the missions that this cell of partisans is doing is like really fucked up and like focused on 
killing as many civilians as possible in order to send a message. Like, they're gonna kill a bunch of kids. And that's it's pretty dark shit. Oh my god. Um, also, I just think Aiden is a great character. I hope that we see something of her again besides just, of course, Battlefront 2. I'm, I'm hoping they do another book of the Inferno Squad because it, it's, it's something you could do some more books on because, of course, you know, it's these four people who are going out on these missions. So you could definitely do more with them, and I hope they do. But I just want to see more Imperial books or First Order books. It's why I'm excited to, to pick up Phasma, which I'm hearing good things about. But regardless, I, I highly recommend this book. It was fun in the beginning and then gets pretty serious, but stays interesting. And again, it's just, it's really, it's a quick read because it's, it's really engaging. It's, it's definitely, I think, of the admittedly only a handful of Star Wars books that I've read, it's near the top of my list. Well, sweet. I'm glad that you've enjoyed it. I've heard nothing but great things about that book. I think having a point of view from someone from the imperial side is very important especially in star wars you know looking at both sides of a situation you definitely see the positives and the negatives of you know everything that the imperial side did and seeing a character like Iden versio you know she just wants to do the right thing and she believes her way is the right way well yeah it's why it's why i have a problem with some of the the sith books back in the eu it's that those are very much like, mwahaha, I want power and to control everything. And so even when you have books that are from the quote-unquote bad guy's point of view, they're still the bad guys. Whereas this book, they're not, they're not mm-hmm. the bad guys. But, yeah, I think I might pick up that book sometime if I have free time because I've heard nothing but great things about it. And that new Leia novel. Holy shit. I've heard nothing but great things about the, the newer one. I, I forget what it's called, but... Yeah, uh, Leia, God. Princess of Alderaan. That's the new Claudia Gray one. I have it on reserve at the library. I hope it comes in soon or else I might just decide to buy it because I really <laughs> want to read it. Well, it's Claudia Gray who's great and it's Leia and of course I want to read Leia. Hell yeah. All right. I have no fire segue. So our top three this week. <laughs> Actually, no. Before that, I don't. I forget why I didn't mention this in the first place. There are some rumors about a new character in The Last Jedi. And Emily, do you want to talk a little bit about our good old friend General Holdo? Oh, is this about the, the stuff that's in the, um, the, the Leia book? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to see if I can find the passage from the book. I had it in front of me, and now I don't think I do anymore. But basically, it's implied that she might be um, queer. Oh, I said that's like because I know I know some people wince when they hear that word. It's I'm 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 bisexual, and it's it's the word that I used to encompass the whole uh, LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community. Even within the community, there's some people there who still don't like the use of that word, but I'm of the mindset of that's a word that we've reclaimed that works nicely to encompass everyone, so you don't have to to use all the different letters. Um, So, yeah, that's when I use the word queer, that's where I'm coming from on that. But... 
it's it's unclear it's in the context of she is talking with Leia. She talks about how, okay, a, a pair of dark, pretty eyes. Then Amelin thought about that for a moment. Or more than a pair, if you're into grands or aquish or tiles or even. That's all right, Leia said through laughter. It's just humanoid, humanoid males for me. Really, that feels so limiting. Thank goodness it's a big galaxy. So that could be that she's into other species that aren't humanoid it also could be that she's queer you know this is one of those things where i go okay this is nice but like do something with it yeah like is this i i hate i don't want to offend anyone of course but is this like necessary to the plot or like i don't even like for me it's not even like is it necessary to the plot thing because i think you know plenty of books have conversations about where, where women are, you know, just discussing, like, some cute guy that they see. Mm-hmm. But my feeling is, like, if you're, like, I don't just want these little hints of, well, if you want to, you could consider this as her being bi or pansexual. You know, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago with Base Root, which is, I want you to, if you're going to do it, commit to it. Like, I don't want it to be just a if you squint and want to view it through the lens of the GLBT community, you can, but you can ignore it. Like, I want it, like, I want them to go all out, like, make a queer character in Star Wars. I mean, we, we did, we did get gay characters in Aftermath, but because this character is going to be in the movie, if it's just this throwaway line in the book, it's not good enough. I agree. I'm ready. If she's a, you know, a, a queer character, like, cool, awesome. Like, I'm really excited for, you know, people to see that and seeing, you know, representation in Star Wars Matters and seeing someone like that in Star Wars, it's going to excite a lot of people and it makes me excited that that's going to. Like, I'm excited too, you know, having a character like this, you know, we don't really have a lot of characters in Star Wars who are, you know, open about, you know, liking the same or different gender, so... And it's really annoying seeing people freak out about this because you need to grow the fuck up and realize that not everything's about you, you blonde-haired white. (laughs) 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 But seriously, it's, oh, just seeing people react to this is, it just reminds me that Star Wars is full of people that uh, don't have brains, unfortunately. But some of us have brains and it's awesome. So go us with brains. And if you don't have one, I'm really sorry. Um, maybe go to school or you can like look things up on the internet. It's called Google. Use it. Emily, do you have anything to say about Z haters? You know, I just, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. Like if you're, if you're watching Star Wars and you have a problem with diversity, you're watching the movies wrong. Yeah. I almost want to throw out that if you're not really a real fan, if you're really bothered about, you know, a character being gay or something, gay, queer, transgender, like, it doesn't matter, like, it shouldn't matter to you. And if it matters to you, then get out. We don't want you here. (laughs) You know, it's it's the same, I mean, of all things, the new, there's a new Star Trek show coming out, and there's, like, a female lead, a female Asian lead, and, like, this really diverse cast. And people, like, there's some people on the internet throwing a fit about it. And I'm like, literally, half of the, of, of Star Trek is episodes 
that are about how bad racism is. And don't get me wrong, like there's some there's some episodes that don't handle it particularly well. Like there's some clunky mm-hmm. stuff in Star Wars because I mean in Star Trek because you know it's the '60s and then the '80s and '90s for Next Generation. So there's some stuff where you go, oh, that's not correct. But the core message of the show was diversity and accepting others. And so to see people flipping out about that and what I, is mind-boggling to me. And Star Wars is Star Wars is much the same. I mean, it's this movie that's embracing everyone, and the the people that don't embrace everybody are the Imperials, where it's all a bunch of white humans, mostly old white dudes, and they're the bad guys. Like everybody else is, yay! The universe is huge and diverse, and let's all be working side by side. Whether you're like a werewolf-looking dude or some green scaly girl, I I find it unfathomable that you would get through all of those movies and suddenly now be like oh no no this is this is too much i'm like what what movies were you watching before how are you watching these movies and enjoying them if you're a racist dickhole yeah we don't want you here fuck you guys but Sorry, Rusty, for cursing. I know you always tell me that you hate when I curse on this podcast, but you know what? <laughs> uh He's so funny. He he listens to every episode, and he talks. He's like, you know, I love your podcast and all, but you, you curse a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, well... <laughs> Sorry, Rusty. I get it from my mother. <laughs> my mother's a great woman. <laughs> but sometimes she curses, and it's okay. You know, we all... We all like to use certain words. And Look, I figure if we have that explicit tag on iTunes, we might as well take advantage of it. I know, right? I don't know. If he thinks I'm vulgar, he should listen to other podcasts. <laughs> but like, I no. try, I try hard when I'm on on Steele's show. Like when I'm calling into the Colin show, I try really hard not to curse because I know that he has actual kids who listen to the show but it's difficult so what I'm I didn't know that show, children actually listen to it still <laughs> until um that one kid uh Jacob started calling and he started you know being like okay don't curse you know family friendly content and I'm like hold up but yeah, I respect still for that that's awesome. You know, a lot of Star Wars podcasts in our little community are, uh, like, child-friendly. I, well, I don't know. I don't know what people consider, you know, child-friendly, but, you know, um, it's nice to see that Steel, you know, he wants his, you know, family-friendly content. He wants everyone to be able to sit down and listen to an episode of Steel Wars. So, it's adorable. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I can't, I can't personally do that, but I'm glad that a show... Exist that does. Oh yeah, my mom works at an all kindergarten school, so whenever I go on campus, I'm just I'm mute. I can't say anything because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. Like I think one time I said heck and she got mad. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a long time ago. I think I was like in like sixth grade, but still, I I'm mute when I'm around kids because i don't want to say the wrong thing because sometimes somehow i always do because i'm terrible with the little kids and young people in general them younger young kids but 
anyways we have a interesting top three this week and it was sent in or the idea was sent in by our good friend Rashad who is awesome hi Rashad he hosts a podcast with his friend Justin called Whale Communication it's great they talk about comics and they do a really good job talking about the comics and everything they're both very smart guys and they're really good at what they do so I definitely recommend you listen to their podcast Papa Bless but I'm going to read his email because it has to do with our top three this week and he titles this uh, top three posters hi ladies loving the show so far here's a fun one for you what are your top three Star Wars theatrical posters any country or release just no fan made posters mine would be the classic Empire Strikes Back poster. And he included actual photos of the posters. So go Rashad for, you know, taking his time and doing this. Because it's really cool, you know, seeing the posters as he's talking about them. So obviously... Yeah, the the, the Empire one is... It, it's sort of... I, I, at least, for me, it's the one that I think of when I think of, of Empire. It's the top half... It, Vader's mask is in the background and then center is... Han holding Leia, like, right before he's about to kiss her. And then you have... <laughs> Luke on Tauntaun. <laughs> Luke on the Tauntaun and a, a little Chewie and 3PO and R2 in the background. It's beautiful. His um, number two is the theater, or the teaser from The Phantom Menace. And it's Anakin Skywalker walking. And in the background, you see a shadow of Darth Vader. And his number three is one of the first teasers for Return of the Jedi, when at the time it was called Revenge of the Jedi, which I personally love these posters because I love that they changed the name like really last minute because George said that a Jedi doesn't take revenge. So it's really rare seeing these posters and it makes me enjoy them more. I wish they had more shirts with the Revenge of the Jedi logo on them because I definitely snagged some. But... He... Yeah, and that's the one. It's the it's mostly a red background. Prominently, you have Vader, and then there's a little side of Luke and Vader lightsaber duel. It's a gorgeous poster. I know. It's it's beautiful. Red. You see, like the ombre red to yellow, the Star Wars logo in Revenge of the Jedi. It's wonderful. Then the saga continues on the top of it. I believe that was... Oh, yeah, that was also on the Empire Strikes Back one. You know, the Star Wars saga continues. I love that. That, that adds to it. All right. And then he says, For me, nothing really beats the Empire Strikes Back poster. It managed to convey a lot of emotion and mystery. I love the com- color scheme. And I really love the composition. The Phantom Menace teaser I'll never forget seeing for the first time at my local theater being blown away. It's so simple, but it manages to really capture how strong a dark shadow is cast upon a young boy's future. Dude, Rashad. I'm, I'm loving your reasons why you're loving these posters. And he says, and finally, the Revenge of the Jedi poster. I love the use of red and purple with, Vader's, with Vader looming large as he tends to do. Are you guys starting to see a pattern in my pics? Someone loves that, Vader. Love, love y'all. Keep up the great pod. May the force be with you, Rashad. Aw, I love you too, Rashad. Thank you for sending this email. I can't wait to dive into uh, my favorite posters, but Emily, I want to hear yours first. What are your top three Star Wars posters? 
Okay, two of mine are actually the same as Rashad's. I fucking love that Empire Strike Back poster. I especially, like, the Han Leia pose is so beautiful. Like he says, the, the, the color scheme there is really nice. It's almost like this sort of watercolor sort of look to it. And these blues and purples. And I really like that one. Now, my second one is actually... If you know me, it's probably a surprise because it's that it's the Phantom Menace teaser trailer and I teaser poster and I can't stand that movie, but that poster is so good <laughs> and I remember seeing that poster for the first time long before the movie came out because it was it was the I think the first teaser poster for that movie and the the theaters had it like huge versions of it up. And it was so chilling. The really the the starkness, cause you're on Tatooine, so it's all it's all sand. And then the really the really simple building and the and the shadow there. It is a great teaser because it's instantly recognizable as to what th- this is that you're looking at, and really chilling. And I just I love it. I wish I liked the movie, but man, I love that poster. <laughs> and the other one that I really love is, let me, seriously, let me find it. It is Return <laughs> of the Jedi. It's one of the teaser posters for it. And it's the one that's just the hands holding the lightsaber. Ooh. Um, holding it up so the, the lightsaber is running vertical and it comes right down out of the text. Um, it's actually apparently, well, not apparently because it's, it's, it, 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 possibly a myth but people say that the hands holding the lightsaber are george lucas's that were modeled after but oh wow um it was it was it was, tim reamer is the guy who painted it i like it because i like how simple it is i kind of like the teaser posters that you're not actually seeing any characters in but just seeing the lightsaber it's such an iconic composition and it's one like if i had room four more posters in my apartment that's that's the one i would hang up (laughs) i love it how about you let's see i'm gonna start this off saying i love all the posters all of them hold a special place in my heart but one of them that does is the force awakens poster i whenever i see this poster i think of the emotions when i first saw it i thought it was amazing. It was beautifully done. You know, the contrast of good versus dark. You know, you see Ray in the middle holding her staff. And then at the other side, you see Kylo Ren with his lightsaber. And you see the darkness. And then you see the light. Of course, you see Finn with the lightsaber. You see Han and Leia. And I remember the big thing from this poster is that Luke was not in it. And a bunch of people went crazy. But yeah, I love the design. It kind of reminds me of, like, the prequel era and you know what they did with their posters but uh, it's a really great poster i uh my number two poster is actually the revenge of the sith one because again it's something that you know i remember as a kid seeing and being really excited for this movie i had gotten into star wars i think about a year before revenge of the sith came out so me being I was about like eight or nine finding out that something that I love there's going to be a new movie I was stoked and every new information from Revenge of the Sith that I would find I would get really excited there were a lot of great trailers like they had a three minute long trailer of um one of the scores the hero falls and I thought it was brilliant 
And seeing the poster, you see, of course, you see, like, Vader in the background. And then you see Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme in a costume that we don't really see in the film. We only see it during the deleted scenes. And, of course, you see in the middle uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin dueling with their blue lightsabers. And you see Yoda, you see Palpatine, you see Mace Windu, you see some Starfighter action. But it's just a great poster to, you know get a little sneak peek of like what's in store for that film so i really enjoyed that and my number one is actually the new hope movie movie poster the very original one where you see luke holding the lightsaber you can see his very fake six pack (laughs) and then you see princess leia you know looking sexy or her sexy pose and you see again Darth Vader in the background. There's a theme, and I like it. You know, you see the shimmer of hope, and then you see the darkness in the background. I feel like this is a very classic Star Wars poster. And when I think of Star Wars posters, I think of this one because it's original. I, I believe Ralph McQuarrie did the art for this poster. I could be wrong, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but it's just beautifully done. The regular Star or the Star Wars before was a new hope. Their posters are I, I love it. I love, you know, seeing Luke, Leia, and Han. You see Han with his bla- with Han and Leia with their blasters, and then you see, you know, the characters. You see R2 and 3PO and Chewbacca in the lower right. You see Darth Vader in the background, you see the Death Star, you see, you know, Obi-Wan, you see Tarkin, and then you see an X Week and Oh wow, you you see a little part of Tatooine, I think, too. Wow, it's like I'm noticing new things. You notice something new every time you see a poster like this. And you notice new details. And I think that's fantastic with a poster because it's great to see something new again for the first time. And I feel like with Star Wars posters, they do a good job doing that. Are you excited to see the Last Jedi poster? Yeah. I sort of am wondering like, what direction they're going to go in exactly. I've been avoiding reading anything about them. Because I know, I know like making Star Wars has some has some scoop of what they're supposed to look like and I just sort of I want to experience it for the first time when I'm actually seeing it I've seen it <laughs> I've seen the actual poster and you're, you're gonna like it it's good sorry my mic stand is being stupid again alright so we are back and my stand has been fixed for now I hate you I've never hated an object as much as this mic stand. I'm sorry. But anyways, we have more emails, which is really exciting yep. and makes you so happy. But, yeah. Thank you, Rashad, for the top three suggestion again. If you have any suggestions for topics of things we should rank, whether it should be things like posters or things like people you want to sleep with <laughs> or... You know, I don't know, whatever, send us any of them, because it doesn't matter how niche it is, it doesn't matter how weird it is, just email to us at cantobitepod at gmail.com, but, and this especially goes if you send us weird ones, you also have to send us your choices, please, like Rashad did. I want another weird topic, please someone give us, like, a really weird one, like our, um... <laughs> I just want to talk about Star Trek, I mean, certainly just want to talk about Star Wars sex every week, but... We know who our real listeners are, the ones that just keep on listening no matter what we talk about. I love it. But we did get more emails, and I am going to read one of them. I'll read Ryan B. I'm going to give out your last name. All right. Hi. 
I'm Ryan, and I wanted to ask you a question for the podcast. You may have been asked this before. If you have, sorry, just wondered. Oh, you're so precious. What do you think about Kylo Ren, and where is his arc going? Do you think he will be redeemed, and what do you think would have happened if Leia was on that catwalk instead of Han? Thanks. Ryan. So. Emily. What do you think about our good friend Kylo Ben? Okay. There, there's two separate things here for me. One is, do I think the story will try to redeem him? And the other is, will I ever accept him being redeemed? Um, for me, like as a fan, he's irredeemable because he killed Han Solo. Um, it doesn't matter what he does. There's no coming back from that. I can't accept it. It doesn't matter. However, I think it's entirely possible that his storyline will have a redemptive arc. I think if they do it, it would have to be him going out like Vader did, which is him sacrificing himself in the end. That said, I kind of I kind of hope they don't just because we've seen that before. We we saw that with Vader and it's so well done with Vader. I don't really want a retread of it. I would prefer that Kylo just stays a villain. I don't necessarily think he will, but that's what I would personally like. How about you? I have a lot of thoughts about Kylo Ren, but they all are very similar. I believe that he's a very troubled character, and he's like an angsty teenager, you know, he, even though he's in his 30s, but, you know... I believe that Kylo Ren is 100% redeemable because his grandfather was. Even though he killed his own father, you know, you look at Anakin Skywalker, he killed his own wife, he killed a bunch of children, but yet he was redeemable and it was accepted by everyone. I feel like, you know, the death of, Ky- of the death of Han Solo really affected a lot of people. I hate saying that it didn't affect me as much as... I- it affected me, but not as hard as it did a lot of other people. Then again, you know, I felt like that with Padme, you know, her dying definitely, it, it affected me, you know, that was my first like really emotional moment as a child, you know, seeing a character that I looked up to die. Oh, I know a lot of people felt that about uh, Han Solo. So basically, you know, Padme was my Han Solo. I looked up to her. I related to her or not really. Yeah, I feel like everyone kind of relates to their favorite characters, you know, the hopeless romantic and everything, especially Padme. She was very strong, loyal beautiful no but you know where i'm going with this yeah i feel like kylo ren's very redeemable there's gonna be a point in this trilogy where kylo ren is gonna have to face a decision like vader did when luke was suffering in the hands of the emperor and he's gonna either choose to fall to the dark side and or go to the light and i feel like you know probably a situation like this is gonna happen to his mother or someone close to him probably ray I don't know, and he's going to choose to not obey Snoke, and that is when he's going to be redeemed. He's going to sacrifice himself like Vader did, kind of, but I don't know. I don't really like Kylo Ren as a character. I feel like we're going to get to know him more in this movie. This movie is going to kind of serve the purpose of getting to know the minds of the characters, kind of like um, Irvin Kershner did with... Empire Strikes Back, where we really got into the heads of these characters. Who we get the head, we got into the heads of Luke, who 
he's training to become a Jedi and he has all these feelings about his friends and everything. We got into the head of Han, who is part of this rebellion, even though he doesn't really want to be while he's falling in love with this woman. And same with Leia. She's just, you know, going with the flow, trying to be a leader in this rebellion. And she's being faced with all these feelings, uh, the fears of the Empire. And fear is a great thing that Kylo is experiencing, especially in The Force Awakens. And we'll see a lot of fear in Last Jedi because he had just lost the battle with Rey. He's pissed about it. He wants to do something about it. And Snoke's probably going to kick his ass for it, so... You know, but you said something that I want to touch on, which is like that he's just like an angsty teenage boy, but he's in his 30s. And I'm like, I think that's why he annoys me so much. Yeah. I'm like, you're not 17. Like, get the <laughs> fuck over it. Like, to me, like his, I don't know, like, if I'm going to feel anything other than just he's a villain or annoyance towards him, they need to do more to really flesh out his pull to the dark side. Because as much as I, I, I feel like the story wasn't particularly well told with Anakin, I, I do understand what they were going for with Anakin's draw to the dark side and, you know, his history of being a slave and then him wanting to save the woman he loved. So that is a story that I can trace and go, okay, that's why he is the person that he is. That's why he was drawn to the dark side. But Kylo, I'm like, you're such a little brat. Like, I just, I don't like him. You're too, you can't be a 30-year-old brat. You can't. I always joke around that he is just a little bitch, and he is. Anakin had his moments, but he was young. Or I at least forgive Anakin, because he was like 1920 in Attack of the Clones. While Kylo Ren is 30 and acting like this? No, like, he's acting like this entitled, spoiled brat who didn't get his way. And just killed everyone because of it. And is rebelling against his parents who killed his own father. But, I don't know. I believe if Vader was redeemable, he is. And we're going to find or It's Star Wars. Well, but here's the thing, though. is I mean, we, we say Vader is redeemable. But I always feel weird about that. Because, yes, in the last, in the last moment, he sacrificed himself and did this really good thing. But that doesn't make up for... The literally millions of people that uh, that he's responsible for killing. Anakin straight up murders a bunch of kids. And kills his wife, basically. Also is directly responsible for blowing up Alderaan. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make up for it in the end. And so when we talk about him, when we talk about him being redeemable, like being redeemed, that never quite sits right with me. It's not the right word for it. Like, I don't know what the right word is. But he's not redeemed. That does bring up a good point. Like, who is redeemable? Like, what is a redeemable quality? Like, we obviously can't forgive Vader for everything that he's done. But Kylo Ren is slowly doing worse than what Vader has done. He's blown up how many more planets than Vader did? Vader blew up one and a half, or one and a half planets. He blew up Alderaan, and then he blew, like, a Scarif, that part of Scarif. And that wasn't really Vader, but that was his weapon on Jetta. But, you know, here you have Kylo Ren blowing up an entire star or entire uh, system. And I don't even know what he's going to do in this movie, but seeing the size of all the starfighters and or all the ships in this film, I know it's not going to be good. But that is a really good point about the redeemable qualities and, you know, what is considered redeemable. And but shit, that's a really good point. 
we're so forgiving in Star Wars, almost too forgiving. I feel like I know I am sometimes with, you know, the plot lines and everything, but especially something like this, you know, someone like Vader who massively murdered a, a shit ton of people and caused despair and sadness for many people in the galaxy and we're able to forgive him because he did one little thing. Like it makes me understand, you know, why, you know, Princess Leia, when it was revealed that Darth Vader was her father, that a bunch of people went apeshit because people know what Darth Vader did to the galaxy and they're not okay with it and the fact that they're being or that his daughter is in charge of everyone and in charge of the senate like that's really alarming and i totally understand why people are upset about that now what about what about the second half of this question here do you what if what if it had been leia instead of han do you think he could have killed her yes I 100% believe that he could have killed her. He had a lot of angst against his parents. And I almost feel like Leia's was possibly stronger. Because I don't know why Hans would be any less. But Leia kept the secret from him that her father was Darth Vader. And... That obviously meant a lot to him because he turned the dark side and he worships uh, his grandfather, which is kind of creepy, but oh well. I don't know. I definitely feel like if that situation came where Leia was standing on a ledge, he would kill her also. Because that's how deep and dark into depression and into the dark side Kylo is in. Because he was able to kill his father, he's going to be able to kill his mother. He's able to do anything because of the fact that he killed his father yeah it, it'd be different if we had the impression that han had been a really distant father or absent or something along those lines but it, i don't get the impression that his relationship with ben was any different than leia's necessarily mm -hmm. so i don't think it would have had a different outcome well, thank you, Ryan, for this question. It had us think a lot about our good friend Kylo Ben, and thank you. Wow. A lot of things that, you know, I've realized talking about Kylo Ren, and especially Darth Vader, about the redeemable qualities. So thank you for getting us to talk about this. This is a very important topic in Star Wars. So thank you much. All right. Should I read the next one? Yeah. Okay. This is called Best Star Wars Pet Names, and this is an email from one of my very favorite people in the whole universe, the one and only Johnny Grasso. Hello, ladies. I was recently told that Chewbacca was the best Star Wars pet name, and I must agree. But then we started talking about other great Star Wars pet names, and I thought it'd be fun to discuss some great ones. I'll start it off with Wampa, especially for a white cat or dog. Wampa. What are some of your ideas? Would love to hear them. Love your biggest fan, Johnny. Um, we do have to take a moment here. Johnny just recently lost his dog, Chewbacca, who he had had for years and was really part of the family. Uh, Johnny, man, you know that we love you. Yeah, we do. I'm so sorry. Losing, losing a pet, especially... A dog that you've had for so long it really is it's losing a friend and I know how painful that can be and I'm sorry that you had to go through that Chewbacca 
who I never got to meet, but Manny was a beautiful dog, and I know he made you really happy, and I'm very sorry. And seriously, again, everybody just adores you and loves you and is sending you so, so much love and sympathy right now. Yeah, we all love you, John. But I do love naming pets after Star Wars characters. I think it's a great idea. I do think Chewbacca is a great name. It is. Um, I was thinking about this. And now I'm much more of a dog person than I'm a cat person. But if I did have cats, I would get a black cat and a white cat. And their names would be Grand Moff Tarkin and Director Krennic. <laughs> Actually, it would be Grand Meowth Tarkin. <laughs> but... <laughs> But those are those are the two that I would go through for, for cats. Holy I think Han is a good name for a dog. Those are my suggestions. How about you? Grand Meowth Tarkin. <laughs> I know it's terrible, isn't it? I'm proud of it, too. I'm so proud Can of imagine it. Imagine you getting, like, food bowls that says Grand Meowth, or you put your cat in those, like, kitty condos for a night, or those, like, places where they hold your cats for overnight, and they're like, all right, what's your cat's name? And you just with a straight face being like, Meowth, or Grand Meowth Tarkin. And they're just looking at you like, what in the, but no. Wampa is cute. But I like it. I like it when pets have titles in their names. Like, I wouldn't just call it Tarkin. It would have to be, or Krennic. It would have to be Director (laughs) Krennic. I like adding, like, pronouns. Or just like, um, or just like Mr. Like Mr. Wampa. I call my cat Mr. B, but his name is Buddy, but we all call him Mr. B. We go like, Mr. B. But I love adding, like, different characteristics to your cat or, like, adding personalities. Or do you ever, like, have an animal and you just kind of pretend, like, what they sound like? Or give them, like, a fake little backstory or something? Or am I the one who does that because I'm weird? Um, I, I don't know. I've never done that. But... If you have, tell us so that Brittany doesn't feel like a freak. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm going to share my weird stories. We kind of have like a little like, we, it's kind of like a little gag or we kind of like pretend we make jokes that our cat is from like Cleveland National Forest and he's been through a lot and he's very stressed and he's always like telling us like, please leave me alone. And he has this like little accent. But and then we have this like little thing with our dog right now. We always joke around that. We give, like, you know, we give, like, different personalities or different, you know, stories for animals. We get bored. And for some reason, uh, we call our dog Dante sometimes. We call him Cousin Dante. And we made this little story about him that he's been staying with us for um, over a year. And he's trying to find a job. But he's not able to. And every day we get home and we ask him. We're like, oh, cousin, have you applied for a job yet? Or <laughs> my brother walks into my room and he says, yeah, Cousin Dante, he tried to apply at Ikea today. And it didn't work out. <laughs> I know no one else does this, and if we get an email saying that someone does, I want to thank you, because I know this is really weird, and I've never really told anyone about this before, and I don't expect you to understand this, so, but yeah, thank you. Emily, do you have any thoughts about my cousin Dante? Do you hope that he'll find a job soon? Because I hope so. Yeah, good luck to cousin Dante and job search. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him know that you're thinking about him during this um, hard time. 
but anyways side tangent yeah um like mr wampa or i'm trying to think of other like really cute names but chewbacca is a really cute one have you thought about um other fandoms johnny i know uh you like marvel and uh transformers i don't really know a lot of names but back before back before i was born the my the family dog was named thor i mean he wasn't named after the marvel character he was named after the god but thor was a good name our dog when i was in second grade i think we got a dog and i named him fred (laughs) fred and now my parents dog is named sam so we just very much go with people names although my brother and his wife have a dog named danny devito (laughs) it's it's a girl dog so it's danny with an i and that is that's really cute quite possibly my favorite dog name of all time what kind of dog is she she's a little i mean she's she's mixed but she's mostly a fox terrier like that's what she looks like oh but she's adorable and sweet but yeah danny devito it's a great name for a dog <laughs> um what else what are the what, like star wars names i i could see like having a max rebo I could see having a Wicket. Yeah, a little Wicket. Or get, like, a Corgi and name him uh, BB-8 or something. Oh, my God, yes. BB-8. Yeah, that'd be a cute, like, you know, the little buddy, like, after a joy to Star Wars, you know, or two. Yeah, Max Rebo. Getting a really chubby animal and naming it Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Like, if I had a St. Bernard or something. Oh, that'd be- oh, those dogs are beautiful. Do people have Dalmatians anymore? I don't ever see them, and I... And I'm sad because they're beautiful, and I hope they're doing okay. Um, I mean, I've I've known people who've had them. They're apparently very nervous dogs. Oh. Which is why I think maybe they're not hugely popular, but... Yeah. I... No, they are very pretty. They're beautiful. I hear they have a lot of health issues, too, but after seeing 101 Dalmatians as a kid, I've always loved a Dalmatian. But we've been a lab family, so we have a white lab, Cooper. And he's the happiest little boy. Yeah, Fred was a black lab. I mean, he was a mutt, but he was mostly black lab. And he looked black lab. And he was my, like, he was my buddy. I loved him. <laughs> he passed away when I was in college. I'm sorry. But, yeah, like, we got, like, cause, yeah, because I was in, like, second or third grade and we got him. So he lived a really long time. But I still remember when he was, like, a puppy. And, like, labs, I love labs when they're puppies and they're all, like, floofy. Like, before they're, like, before it turns more like hair, when it's, like, that really soft, puffy fur. <laughs> and he used to, like, he used to fit through the cat door. Because he was so little, and it was adorable. Very, he was the dumbest fucking dog. Like, he was so dumb. But he was very sweet. Yeah, labs are pretty stupid. My lab um has torn both of his ACLs. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a very clumsy. Uh, we don't know how he did it the first time, but uh, the second time he was in the backyard helping my dad out with uh, <laughs> yard work, and I'm sorry, helping your dad yeah. with backyard work. Yeah, he he always he has to be there. Like that's how he helps my dad. Is he just has to be there? <laughs> like we always joke around that that cooper he helps dad with the yard work because he's he always has to be with papa he always has to be at least five feet away from his papa sometimes he goes swimming too like he likes to go swimming in the jacuzzi 
which is really funny because he's a big dog and he has the pool, but he chooses the jacuzzi. But he tore his ACL the second time, his other ACL, um, by he was running down the steps to our pool and he skipped a step and he fell. Oh. And we heard the scream and we knew, but the doctor had told us that the first time that he tore his ACL, that it was going to probably happen again because lobsters are very clumsy and kind of stupid. So, uh, yeah, he would have to wear his cast. And I remember he had this little, like, cone noodle thing of shame. It wasn't really a cone. It was kind of like a... It's hard to explain, but it was really funny. He would, like, carry his toys, and he would try to get through places with this little cone thing on his head. But Aww. he's good now. He just can't go on long walks anymore. We can't take him to Dog Beach and Coronado because too much running makes him limp. So, But he's happy other than that. So that's good. He loves to mess with the cat and go in the backyard and help Papa with chores. And he's a good boy. But yeah, dog names. Um, BB-8, Mr. Wampa, Wicket. I'm hoping there's some new, like, I'm hoping there's a Porg name in The Last Jedi. I'm hoping that they name it or that some of these caretakers have named some of the Porgs. Because I think it'd be really genius to name an animal after that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anyways, we love you, Johnny. Thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for sending us an email. It means a lot. You're one of the main reasons why I was really inspired to do podcasting. Because seeing someone really kind and generous like you, you know, do a podcast, that inspired me. So thank you so much for everything. All right. All right. All right. So we have one more email. And... <laughs> wow okay this is my first time reading it so this is from ed hi ed hi ed so our friend ed he has a podcast called scruffy looking podcasters and you should listen episode three is up as of right now so get on that everyone so he says hey ladies congrats on the new show you guys are doing an amazing job Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate it a ton. So my question for you guys is, if you were both to meet up in person and we're going to watch a Star Wars movie together, what movie would you watch and what food would you cook and what drinks would be had? Thanks. Keep up the good work. I already know my answer. Okay. Go for I it. already know. <laughs> we, we would watch The Phantom Menace and we would have lots of hard alcohol. So we can just sit there and laugh about the plot the whole time. Yeah, like, I want to have you. Wa- I just want to see how you react to the Phantom Menace. I it's one of those movies that I love watching because it's kind of like white noise, you know. But it's an original, and there's nothing like the Phantom Menace. But thank God, <laughs> better than. I don't know, better than Attack of the Clones. I know everyone loves to hate on Attack of the Clones, and I just have recently, because even though the score is amazing, I just feel like a lot of the plot is flawed. But anyways, yeah, we would watch The Phantom Menace. What food would you cook? Um, Food. I love food. I love anything. I'm trying to think of something that, like, would make me hungry while watching um, The Phantom Menace. I don't know why, but Chinese food came to my mind. I've been really craving Chinese food a lot lately. I was having a conversation with my mom about it today, how we both have had this, like, Chinese food kick. And we just want Chinese food all the time. So definitely that. Emily, I don't think... Have you had uh, Mexican food in California yet? No. Actually, no, that's a lie. I had some in L.A. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. There's difference between LA Mexican food and San Diego Mexican food. San Diego Mexican food is amazing. But yeah, we'll have to get Mexican food or something. And what drinks would be had? Um, I was having the conversation uh, with Emily and a couple of people the day before talking about how I've never had tequila. So inconceivable <laughs> for me. I'm just, I'm new. Well, I'm 22, but I just don't drink a lot yeah, of alcohol. Been drinking for what, like seven years? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm not a beer drinker, and no one's ever been like, "Here, Brittany, have a beer." Here, Brittany, like taste this. Like, I've never gone to like a brewery or anything. I haven't really had a lot of like mixed drinks. Like, I'm very particular what I like. And I don't know. I don't think I've had a margarita. I've had like only like one margarita in my lifetime, but I have like a really shitty story about it. So I went to a Mexican food place and had a margarita and it was really good. I liked it. It was great. You know, it was, it's still really funny because I have to give them my ID because they think I'm 12, yeah. even though I'm not. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll have another margarita. The second margarita comes. And I'm drinking it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is strong. And then it hit me. They gave me a virgin margarita the first round. (laughs) I was really sad. I did what's really embarrassing now. I can't believe I did this, but I returned the drink. (laughs) I was like, I don't like this. Can I just get a water? And I never saw that margarita again. It is. Yeah, I I was I became that person who was like I'm not drinking this. I'm not paying for this. But I'm willing to give margaritas a second chance. My heart is open. But yeah, definitely we would drink some maybe some soda, maybe some alcohol. Do you drink? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I I try these days not to get wasted because the um, the hangovers now are to the point where it, it it definitely outweighs any of the fun effect of being super drunk. Mm. That's just the fun part of getting older. Like I used to, I used to not get hangovers at all, and the problem is that I don't I don't get like headaches headaches I could deal with. I just get really super nauseated, and I can't deal with a whole day of feeling like I'm going to throw up, so I try to keep to just a couple of drinks, but yeah, I'm looking at like six bottles of wine that are sitting next to my laptop, and I always, I have like, one, two, I have like eight kinds of beer in the house right now and those no when i say that that'll actually i mean that'll last me a long time it's just i'm somebody who whenever i see something new i just want to try it so like every time i go to the store i'm like oh this is a six pack of something that sounds interesting so i will get it and then sometimes they're terrible and sometimes they're delicious but yeah and then i have bourbon and Never had There's you never had oh my god and there is vodka in my freezer cuz I love a martini. Uh yeah, I drink <laughs> vodka martinis cuz gin is fucking disgusting. 
come at me. I will fight you over this. Gin is horrible. And don't tell me, like, oh, I just haven't had good gin. I've had good gin. I've had expensive, like, fancy gin. Gin's gross. Do you want to hear something, like, really kind of weird? Okay. I don't think I've ever had a hangover before. (laughs) And I'm I'm not lying. I'm like, I'm not like one of those people that are like, oh my God, I've never had a hangover. I've never drank. Like, seriously, like, I don't really drink that often. I really don't. I kind of did, like, you know, like growing up, you know, I went to college, you know, went to college parties, you know, I had, you know, hard liquor, but I never would drink to like full capacity. I would always get tipsy and be like, oh my God, I'm tipsy. But I was young, you know, but yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced like, a mind-boggling or when people are like i've had a hangover i'm like oh it sucks i don't want to know what that's like so i feel like in my head i like limit myself no that's good that's smart i know like not even my 21st birthday like i went bar hopping with some co-workers and i was so picky like people would just like hand me drinks like i had like a long island iced tea and i'm like i don't like this <laughs> so i just like pretended to drink it and like i had like a cranberry martini or something or i don't even remember people were just handing me drinks and i'm like Okay, like, I wouldn't really drink them all. Like, I love my Angry Orchards. I love my Hard Ciders. I love my white white wine. White wine. But I love mimosas. Yeah, I love mimosas. Like, every time I get drunk with mimosas, I always start yelling that I'm in mimosa town. And it gets really weird, especially on Christmas Eve when I'm at a buffet with a full bar and <laughs> and I'm with my family and I'm like, in mimosa town! And everyone's looking at me like, Brittany, it's Christmas Eve, stop. But. Oh, yeah, but anyways, Emily, what movie would we watch <laughs> after well, the long? We're not watching Phantom Menace because I'm never watching Phantom Menace again. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe Rogue One because mm. then you get you get to watch your Vader scene that you love and I get to watch my guy. Um, <laughs> my guy <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful I love it I think Rogue One and Tacos and Tequila <laughs> That's that would be my plan right now now I'm not gonna like no we don't have to do tequila shots we can do we can do mixed drinks although you have to do at least one tequila shot because tequila I shots do. are fun I do. And then, isn't there a thing with the lime? Because I've done it with um, vodka, where you do a shot of vodka, and then you do, like, sugar, and then you do, like, a lemon, or you have the lemon juice in your mouth or something. Because I know, like, people do that with tequila. Like, you do... There's there's variations on this. This is sort of the way I always did it back when I did the tequila shots, which is you lick your wrist, or somebody else's wrist, you sprinkle salt on it, you lick the salt, you do the shot of tequila, you bite a lime. <laughs> oh my god, this is bringing back memories. So, I don't know if I still have this video. I think I'll have to text my friends, but there's a video of me trying to do that with a vodka shot. And I literally, like, I drink the vodka and I just, like, spit it out. <laughs> I need to text Audrey, right? I'm my best friend right now, and ask her if she still has that video because I want to send it to you. But yeah, 
good times. But yeah, I, yeah, Mexican food, Rogue <laughs> One. Man, now that's what I want to do. Now I want to I want to watch Rogue One and eat tacos and drink tequila. But it's eleven thirty six on a Monday night, so that's probably not gonna happen. Or sure. But thank you, Ed, for the email. It made us think a lot and about our Star Wars movies and food and drinks because I love food and food's always on my mind. I love meat. Anything with meat in it, like, I'm sold. Like, I love seafood. So maybe if we do watch The Phantom Menace, because there's a lot of, you know, underwater, we could eat, like, seafood or something. (laughs) Do you like seafood, Emily? I do like seafood, but I don't like The Phantom Menace. (laughs) If you're drunk enough, will you eat seafood and watch The Phantom Menace? <laughs> oh my god, I make no promises. So that's a yes. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad that we've agreed on this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but yeah. So, that's our show. <laughs> that's it for the week. Alrighty. Um, yeah, if you have questions or things you want us to talk about, or, like, theories that you want to share or comments on anything that we've said, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. Yes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at cantobitepod. Um, yeah, interact with us there. I'm always on Twitter, so if you ever want to send the show anything... You know, just do it, and we'll see it most likely right away. Um, you can follow me personally at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. Um, I'm not really active on Instagram. I mean, I check everybody's pictures, and it, I like dog pictures. But I don't I don't post much, but I'm on, again, like, I'm on Twitter constantly. Um, the Twin Peaks just ended, so you don't have to put up with my Twin Peaks t- tweets anymore. Probably. We'll see. I still have some things to say. But you can find the show on our podcast network, Radio Free Podcasting. That's at RadioFreePodcasting.com. That is the lovely Patrick Bonfrisco's network. He has a couple shows up called there, um, including a Star Wars one called Radio Free Mandalore. He has a movie podcast, Hollywood and Vine. He has a podcast going through the movies of John Cusack, One Minute at a Time, called John in 60 Seconds. Right now, they have just started up again, and they're doing Say Anything, I believe. You could also find my Twin Peaks podcast, How's Annie, that I do with Charlie Ashby, who also has a Star Wars podcast called The Imperial Senate. You can find Amateur Pod, which our friend Colleen does with her friend Andrew. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, and that's just a general really fun um, kind of catch-all pop culture podcast, and occasionally Colleen will read some of the fan fiction that she wrote when she was like in middle school and shit, and you should definitely get on that. But go to RadioFreePodcasting.com and check out a bunch of really fun shows. Also, please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us a lot um, just to to get us up on the charts so that people who don't know us will see the show if they look up Star Wars on iTunes. Also, if you like us, 
do as Steel Saunders says and pot it forward. Like, tell somebody about the show. Get somebody to listen, and we will love you forever. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Brittany, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as Phantom Menace Lover. No, I'm kidding. Canto Brit. You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. And also, quick shout out to Maria because she informed us what uh, Hayden Christensen smells like. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. I'm glad to know that he smells like, I believe she said, like uh, flavored water or something. Cool water, which cool is water. a, um, yeah, it's a, I don't know who makes it, but it's a, it's a cologne. I didn't know that. <laughs> she just said he smelled like water. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I really no, 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 no. It's it's a it's a it's a very like one of the very standard like men's clones. Wow, I really do know nothing about men. <laughs> but yes, thank you. But yes, thank you for that information. If you happen to know what any Star Wars actors smell like, please tweet us and let us know. Especially if it's Mendo. Please, God, hope it's Mendo. But I was so close to smelling him at that fish market in Point Loma, but... Or just some (laughs) random person who looks like him. I mean, yeah, but... You have to gamble sometimes, you know? (laughs) But, anyways. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. And hope you have a great week. And see you next time. Bye. Bye.